fun. What would you do with a drunken sailor? What would you do with a drunken sailor? What would you do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Hi, welcome to our podcast, Round Here. Uh, we will be discussing different spooky things from around this area in which we live in. The Brazoria County area of Texas. My name is Brandy. I'm the mom. I'm Lily. I'm the youngest, cutest one. I'm Elora. I'm the eldest one. What are we talking about today? <laughs> We are talking about Brazoria County oddities. Oddities. Oddity, oddity. (laughs) It's just like a couple of snippets of funny or interesting or huh kind of stories that don't really have enough information for an entire episode. So, um, except for there's one longish story at the end that I actually like ended up writing out a full thing. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. It, it was just one of the stories that I was like, ooh, I like that. So <laughs> I wanted to I re- do something with it. I researched one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Lily did some researching this time. All on her own. I didn't because I'm a useless member of this team. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Jumbled mess of words. I'll let you um, read that. I'm going to try to start in the, like, sort of least interesting and build up to the more the interesting. The mine will go last because it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last but certainly not least. <laughs> So apparently, um, in Brazoria County, we have our own hybrid palm tree. Huh? Hybrid palm tree? That's interesting. Hybrid palm tree? <laughs> yeah. It's called the Brazoria Palm Tree. County Palm Trees. Palm Trees. Palm Trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're fancy and sequined. Disco. Okay, this is a quote from... Mm, from the victoriaadvocate.com site that explains it a lot better than I could in my own words. Beginning quotes, it turns out that the Brazoria palm is a cross hybrid between sable palmetto and sable minor. It was the first known hybrid in the sable species and one of the few known palm hybrids that naturally occur in the United States. The Brazoria palm is a very special plant and kind of a treasure hidden in plain sight. So that's that's something cool that's about Brazoria County. We have our own hybrid palm trees. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Woo. You want to read? No, we're going to save your thing for last. Yeah. Okay, well then. Not the last thing. Not, yeah, not the last. For the end. Do you want to read something else? Yeah. Oh, here's the 2016 big boom. Yeah, 2016 big boom. Boom. There was a big boom in December of uh, 2016. <laughs> it shook houses and windows all over the country. County. Okay. Yeah. It's the same all thing. over the county. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Jackson Police Department and City Hall received many calls about the big boom. Uh, Lake Jackson City manager said, we have no clue, end quote. National Weather Service says it was not weather related. Texas Air National Guard did not fly any planes in that area. 
so no sonic boom. No earthquakes, nothing. <laughs> nothing reported from Dow or any other plant events. Plant events. <laughs> eh. That's all. No other plant I, events? I, I, I read nothing. And I don't remember as a, that. As there was a... Y'all were at school. A quote. Or not a quote. A comma. So it was like, no earthquakes, nothing. But it's no earthquakes... Earthquakes, nothing reported from down downward. So I was like, well, I said that well, so I'm going to keep it. <laughs> nothing. It was a, I mean, it was a weird sort of thing. I, I ran, I wouldn't re remember it as being 2016 because I don't remember dates. I know that it was a while ago, but it was, it was kind of, it was like a shudder. Like around here, like I was in the living room, I was like standing in front of the couch and it was like, I didn't really feel it, but all of the windows just sort of went, doo -doo 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 -doo. and I was like, "You, that wasn't right." Well, if I was, <laughs> if it was 2016 and I was still in school, I wasn't aware of the world. Well, no, I mean, I don't think they like there was rumors that, or there were rumors that like people were um, hunkering down at school, but they weren't. Like it was just sort of like a, what was that? And then people started like piping up, you know, with like, what was it? Nobody, as far as I know, nobody knows what it was. No, I mean, like, they couldn't track it down. It was the tripods. How have, I found another story in 2018 in Alvin where the same basic thing happened where they felt it around Alvin and they tracked it down to, to uh, a gender reveal or a sex reveal of a baby that used the explosives. Tannerite? Yeah, that you can find like at Lowe's Academy and yeah. and stuff like that. Anyway, um, okay, so yeah, you want to read about wallabies? In May of two thousand nineteen, two kangaroo-like creatures were reported loose in Sweeney, Texas. Nearby licensed licensed wallaby breeders had lost track of their newest acquisitions, and the marsupials were seen and reported around the town. No info on if on if they were caught or still running loose. So uh, we got wallabies now. <laughs> wallabies. wallabies. Yeah, I, I found so, the like a couple of sorry. That's all. Wallabies. Wallabies. We got wallabies. We got wallabies. Was he a man about a wallaby? Yeah. So there were a couple of like there was a woman a video of a woman. There was a video on YouTube that a woman had taken. Of the little wallaby bouncing along the, the road, and she was like riding along with her car. And there was another woman who had uh, seen it. I guess seen one like jumping through the the road, like her yard or something. I don't know. But yeah, so the last I heard, the last thing that I could find was that they had not apprehended the. The uh, what a bit. marsupials. So I don't know if they're still bouncing around out there, all tigger-like, or if they're back in captivity. They don't bounce on their tails. Okay. In 2004, while excavating a sand pit in Clute, Texas, a backhoe operator for Vernon Material and Equipment Company uncovered the tusks of a mammoth. Ooh, at first I thought you were going to say my story and I was about to beat you up. 
<laughs> after <laughs> after being removed and fully examined and tested, it was determined to be around thirty eight thousand years old. Thirty eight thousand. <laughs> it was classified oh. as a Colombian mammoth, slightly larger and less hairy than its really hairy cousin the woolly mammoth which just goes to prove that things are bigger in texas is uh-huh. this the balding mammoth wait is Nothing. that the, the balding the mammoth <laughs> <laughs> the leather suit mammoth it's warmer so the, his hair started falling out <laughs> is that the mammoth that was found in Isles? yes oh i'm sorry we're gonna get to that fossil logs bison remains horse deer and turtle were also found buried 30 feet 35 feet below the surface, the mammoth, now known as Aziel, thanks Lily, spoilers, well you can edit it out, is believed to be the first dated mammoth discovered on the Texas Gulf Coast, and it was found here, here, we can go look at it because it's in the Aziel's restaurant, Restaurant. (laughs) yeah, yeah, but then you have to eat, not a museum or anything, it's in a restaurant. Okay. In the front of the restaurant. And, and apparently the, the pond The sand pit is the oh, pond now, yeah. Yeah, the apparently sand pit the, that apparently... Apparently the pond is like a, basically a little like... You, you go diving in it and you can see things. Yeah, it's a, like a diving park now. It used Which to be, really I think strange. that building where they had the scuba diving classes... That I think that building got sold to something else. I don't think it's a scuba diving thing anymore. Huh. But yeah, they had like... They have structures down yeah. in the, the lake. I wish I knew yeah, how to like, die uh, so I could look at them. Six, uh, like six flags, um, things. No, never mind. I was like, at first I was, you know, just kind of creepy, but like, if I knew how to scuba dive, that was Planes cool. and stuff. Yeah. Wish I could, I wish I could die I so I could see them, it. but no, cause it'd be real scary, cause there's just, you know, you dive and it's like dark and then you think, think. swim though. Like, oh, I have oxygen attached to me. Yeah, it seems, because from what I was reading, the pit that they were excavating actually had a bunch of, I mean, I Uh, guess that, like, the archaeological team came in and got all the stuff that was there to to be able to be found, got it all out before they filled it up with water and threw crap in it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, but, I mean, mean, they don't really... One would assume... But you don't really tell the rest of that story. Lily, you want to read your story? All right, so read your... Read your... Read. Your research that you did, little girl. Mm-mm. Not little girl. Little baby, not little baby. Uh, I'm kind of nervous. Um, so this is uh, the prehistoric woman that was found in... Ooh. Missouri County. Maybe. B-Z-T-1. That's what it's called. <laughs> BZT1 prehistoric woman. In 1999, someone was digging. I didn't get the name. Just people were digging a trench in the San Bernard National Wildlife Refuge. They came across the top of a human skull. Uh, They then left it alone until 2001, when they held a held the first excavation of the remains. They say that this body could possibly be the oldest human remains, human, <laughs> oldest, <laughs> oldest human, oldest human remains, <laughs> oldest human remains found in North and South America. 
The remains are <laughs> named BZT1. BZT1 prehistoric woman thought to be by the the person that wrote the article. They thought that it it could mean Brazoria County or Brazosport, something like that. Brazosport, Texas, one for the case number. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. In 2001, there was the first... Okay, in 2001, there was the first uh, excavation, and then in 2003, there was a second one. She was a female, um, thought to be the age uh thought to be between the ages of 20 and 30 when she died it looked like she was oh it looked like she wasn't intentionally buried because she was buried her skeleton was lying face down in an extended position when she was found her hands were crossed and tied in front of her body down by her waist yeah. This is a really one, really weird one for me to. Yeah, I know. Well, so you chose it. Like, I was kind of like digging it though. You made it his first murder. <laughs> she was killed after her hands were bound and then tossed in the bank of a of a now extinct channel in Cockleburr Slog. She was found alone with no trace of artifacts uh, with her. The radiocarbon dating of her bones were calculated to. 1200 780 years uh old wow with with a 95 percent accuracy wow bzt1 is now preserved and being held at the united what no you university of texas in san antonio you cannot go see her unless you are a qualified researcher and you are uh basically assigned to you can't be given permission you have to be given permission. Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh, yeah. You can't just be curious. I want to <laughs> see the bones. You have to have credentials. Yeah, the which kind of sucks. It would be cool to be able to like see her behind glass or something. Yeah. My sources are who is BZT B, BZT one and where is she after where is she after twelve thousand years by Jean Edwards, the Bulletin. How did you find out about that? I, How did you find that? I it was on the list of stuff that I had. I and I, I looked it up. Sort of known of about that for a while. I well, I mean, um, considering that the first peoples were here, the Krankwal were were here around that time, as she's probably but one if, of those. No, if, <laughs> Sorry. if she was, she would have a. She would have had a flat skull or a flat forehead. That's a good point. Well, she could have been, I mean, they did take prisoners and stuff, so she could have been from yeah. another um, tribe or another... Her remains are that old, but they were still able to determine that her hands were bound before she died. Well, yeah, you see the picture, and you can yeah. see her hands, well, and you can see the rope around it. Oh, sorry. From what I... I did I read over the thing a little bit, so... Um, from what I read, there was no determination of how she died. Did you read any where they said that they could tell how she died? I didn't read anything that said that. We can't assume that she, when she died, she was a prisoner of some sort. She was in captivity of some sort. It looks a little weird, but she was in a cocoon. I don't think she was in a cocoon. I, I think, think they just, just put her in a cocoon. I think that, yeah, that's just how they sort of took her out Maybe. of that's that area. Interesting.
want to go there now. It's hard to avoid ghost stories in this area. So this last story does hold a bit of a ghost story in it. And it was not in my intention to have ghost stories in this. But this, I don't know if it's all towns. I've never researched any other town. But this town has a lot of ghost story action. Fiddler's Island. Fiddler's Island is a small, funny-shaped island about a mile from the mouth of the St. Bernard River. Here's, there is said to be music that emanates from the island if you approach it with an open mind and, willing, and a willingness to hear. There are some rumors or stories about where the music comes from, such as two fishermen living on the island, one of them being a fiddler who only knew one tune. The other man apparently got fed up with hearing the same song every day, so he killed the other fisherman, throwing his body and fiddle into the water to be rid of them forever. But the fiddler continued to play his song even after death. Another story involves a fiddler who lost his bride-to-be to a snake bite, so he moved to the island to be alone and was eventually bur buried with his violin and bow. Some say the music is the sound of the water flowing through narrows to meet the gulf of mexico some blame it on a form of water bug unique to the area and others say it is wind blowing through oyster shells in just the right way which sounds like a stretch to me <laughs> oyster shells <laughs> my favorite of these stories goes a little something like this sometime in 1822 shortly before the pirate Jean Lafitte was forced out of Galveston one of Lafitte's ships was heading back to him with a small fortune in stolen Spanish silver they were intercepted by a messenger ship from Galveston warning them of an American battleship heading to Galveston for Jean Lafitte the message told the bandit crew, the bandit crew captain, to make port somewhere nearby and wait for further instructions. Being near the mouth of the San Bernard River, the captains found a smallish island and decided to hunker down there. The crew waited on that island for a few days, but their supplies quickly ran thin. They had no way to fish or hunt and no access to fresh water, so being desperate, they decided to bury the silver on the island and leave someone, someone behind to guard it. Now also on this ship was a young sailor who was a proficient fiddler. It is said he knew every, it is said he knew every sea shanty there was to know and often regaled the crew to their delight. The captain instructed the fiddler to stay on the island to protect Lafitte's silver. They gave him a gun and gunpowder. He was instructed to play his fiddle should he hear anyone approach the island. If the person approaching could not finish any of the songs, the crew knew so well the fiddler was to shoot the intruder. <coughs> Leaving the young sailor behind with few provisions, his fiddle and a gun, the crew set sail back to Galveston, only to be captured by the American battleship they were trying to avoid. Oh no! Oh man. <laughs> Lafitte fled Galveston and never came back for his fiddler. No one ever saw the abandoned fiddle player again. A few years later, the settlers of what is now called Matagorda County encountered a man on the northern tip of Matagorda Island living in a makeshift hut comprised 
of sticks and driftwood. He claimed to have been a crewman on one of Jean Lafitte's ships and had lived on Matagorda Island for a number of years after being prisoner in the Caribbean. He also claimed to know of a buried treasure on the island at the mouth of the San Bernard River. The old pirate told the people the story of the abandoned fiddler and how he himself had tried to go to the island to retrieve the treasure, but every time he got close he would hear music play. And though he once had known the tune, he could recall the notes no more, and therefore could not answer his comrade in turn. He told the people the closer he got to the island, without delivering the expected notes, the more ominous and foreboding the music would become. Determined to find the hidden silver, the frightened pirate attempted to search the island, but only once. He reported to his audience that the ghostly music seemed to follow his every footstep, and he swore he could hear a sinister voice whispering terrible things in his ear. The thing that had him fleeing the island never to return was the ghostly apparition of the young sailor that had they had left behind, his face now fixed in a hardened expression. <laughs> Intrigued by the thought of a buried treasure and not believing in a strange man's ghost stories, many a person decided to, to try to explore the island and change their fate with the discovery of long-lost silver. However, upon approaching the landmass, they would hear a mysterious, eerie tune that would stop suddenly and then repeat itself as if waiting for an answer. <laughs> the creepy music has frightened people away since. Not everyone hears it and not everyone believes in it, but maybe that's where the name Fiddler's Island began. I want to go to Fiddler's nice. Island now. <laughs> I know some she shanties. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people now say that it's you know it's bunk that it you know nobody hears the music but then some people say they've heard it you know a lot of people are like oh, I've been fishing on that island a lot and I don't hear it it's said that um people that don't believe in it won't hear it but people who like I said approach it with an open mind and want to hear it will hear it that kind of goes with everything if you yeah. believe it you're you know people believe and hear what they what they want to believe in here and see so I mean I, I don't know I, there are like you know ghost stories all over the place that have people backing them up but I don't know I think it's an interesting little little thing yeah I like the yeah I like the Lafitte um, pirate ghost story thing with it. <laughs> I think that gives it a little bit more history for this area and all the stuff that happened. Yeah. So that is our Brazoria County oddities. It wasn't really that that odd. I don't know. Maybe I need to look a little more into. Mine oddities. was odd. It wasn't odd. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And history, cool. history, and the mammoth history. Yeah. I think you had the best one, Mummy. On the Fiddler's Island. Island. That's why I left it for the last, because I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if any of it's true. It could just be like a jut of land that's there that's, that, you know, it's just like, eh, ain't nothing happening here. Just, ain't nothing happening just, just land. Just go there and be like, hello? Hello? Hey. Learn anything, and they'd be like, doo dee doo dee doo dee doo. But well, it's like, like, what if you bring a fiddle and, um, Ooh. Grace knows Start. how to play violin. Well, I mean, some of the stories are violins and, you know, stuff like that, too. So what if we took Grace out there and she played, like, a sea shanty or, like, an old She hasn't played shanty. since high school, so. Like, the most basic sea shanty. Really bad eggs. 
Still. It's a she, a sea shanty. Pirate songs that Pirate they songs, used to yeah. sing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we could take a, a fall out there. What would you do with a drunken sailor? What would you do with a drunken sailor? What would you do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. If you would like to get in contact with us and tell us that um, all of our stories are wrong. And that our singing sucks. That's fine. Just be nice about it. Um, <laughs> you can contact us at uh, our email, roundherepodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, contact us, or no, you can find us on Twitter at roundherepc. And you can find us on Instagram to insult us the most colorful ways you can possibly find on at Round Here Podcast. But don't. But do. And you it. can also find us on, <laughs> on Facebook at Round Here Podcast. Podcast. We're done, right? Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so we're apologize. Meh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so things are still a little choppy and we are still learning. But thank you for joining us for the ride. If you enjoy listening to us be silly and chat about silly things, then please subscribe and follow and leave us a comment. But again, We are new, so please be kind. Thank you.